If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bit of fun fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mister Mister Ben Errington. How the devil are you? Mr. How the devil are you? I'm very well, Mister Luke Condor. How the devil are you? Very, very good. I um, I, I very, very good. What's that phrase like? If you the definition of insanity is where you keep doing the same thing uh, and expect different results. That- I think that's that, the phrase, yeah. Okay. I think that's the phrase. Well, I was like <laughs> eating like a giant pizza before recording. I was burning my mouth again, like a blister on the top of my mouth. And I was like, I've done this every single time. And I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to yeah. stop burning my mouth on pizza. So, yeah. It's just yeah. too good, isn't it? It's just too good. Can't just wait for cool day. Can't, can't wait for that, those few milliseconds. For it. it actually takes longer than that. You can't wait. Get it in your mouth. The meat and cheese and bread and deliciousness yeah mate i've been uh, putting on um we got some puri puri nando sauce dolloping that all over it mate it's uh yeah it's good something special the amount of cheese and bread i've eaten over this past over this past coronavirus it's been <laughs> <laughs> rather than the first coronavirus yeah it's been uh i think i'm about the same yeah i've been snacking on all the snacks I thought I was a snack oh, yeah. connoisseur, but since this coronavirus, I've been going snack crazy. Wait, what's your I'm snack? Snack of choice. Currently, my snack of choice Volavant. is like pretzel sticks. What? A volavant pretzel sticks. So obviously, like a, they've got a pretzel and they've gone right straight in that one out. Into oh, um, what do they call them? Um, no, there's like a pala, pala, Pulaski or something like that. So it's like yeah, Polish yeah, yeah. snack. Yeah. There is, is the Polish ones as well because they're good for dipping. You can get them in the hummus. They're good. They are good. The salt. I, like I, lo- I love the big, the big salt rocks that they have on them as well. Yeah. Really good. When you get them and at the bottom of the bag, all the salt rocks are there. I mean, that's just pure filth. <laughs> not good for Yeah. No, it's not good at all. Um, yeah, man. How you doing? Have we got any horror news? 
uh, again, Finn on the ground for the old horror news, but we've got a couple of things. We all seem to talk about deaths on here. I don't know whether that's just me gravitating towards deaths. But, uh, Is there a horror movie without deaths? I mean horror news. Oh. I'm always going, this person's died, that person's died. But Paul Haddad, the voice actor for the, the original voice actor for Leon in Resident Evil 2, passed away. Uh, only age 56. So pretty tragic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but big outcry on 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 uh, Twitter and, and the like for respecting the man. Um, crazy to think. It doesn't feel that long ago, does it? The old original Resident Evil 2, but now stuff like this is happening uh yeah what else also hbo max has apparently ordered a tv show based on the shining called overlook from jj abrams and bad robot who have got like an iffy track record but there were there was a time when those names kind of you really did used to mean something didn't they jj abrams and bad robot but i think as time's gone on well, isn't doing like some more tv shows as well i thought there was like three or four that you yeah, so I think that was kind of like there was a couple more as well, though. But I don't think it's in this story. Yeah, probably not horror. No. Yeah, I mean, what we got? So, Ten Cleverfield Lane. That was that was good. Then the other. Ah, uh, right. Okay. So, so the other show was Justice League Dark. Okay. Yeah. I'll be up for that. Yeah. 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 That sounds good. Obviously. So. So yeah, stuff like. Um, Castle Rock was J.J. Abrams as well, wasn't it? And I only watched yes, a few that episodes of that, but, but I didn't find that entirely. <laughs> it was quite frustrating, uh, that TV show. Especially the end. Yeah, uh, I think series, series 2 is quite good because it's got... Um, uh, what's the name from Misery? Misery. It's younger. Annie yeah, Wilkes. Yeah, yeah. Annie Wilkes is when she's younger. Yeah, it just all seems a bit... The, the, the whole sort of like shared universe thing, I think... I think we talked about it before. It yeah. Yeah. Occasionally it can work, but sometimes it feels a bit, especially with the Stephen King stuff where everything is kind of in either the same town or a very similar part of America. It, it felt it like felt it. like um they'd copied they'd got all the Stephen King references references in, but without any of the Stephen King storytelling elements. Like it didn't yeah. feel like a Stephen King story yeah. at all. Yeah. But, yeah, no. yeah. but Justice League Dark could be interesting. Obviously, not not a great track record with uh, DC shows, you know, either being good or lasting. Obviously, as you know, with Swamp Thing. Um, did you see me? T- I tagged you recently in the Swamp Thing makeup. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Made. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it looks absolutely insane. Um, the practical effects in that uh, show are great, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about listeners, Matt? Seth Barnes, like a cover, book cover designer, uh, he said he's going to watch the first few episodes. I don't think he's going to stick with it, but I think, yeah, I think the first two episodes is about what you need. There's just some great moments in the first couple of episodes, especially halfway through the first one. That was kind of blown, was kind of flawed by. Mm. Um, and the last bit of news isn't really horror, essentially, or I guess it's a horror elements, but I saw this just before we decided to start this podcast and it was that the sequel to venom has been delayed to june 2021 but it's got a new title and it's called venom let there be carnage have you seen the picture of woody harrelson as yeah clears castley yeah yeah but so he looks completely different to how he did in the bonus in like the additional scene at the end of venom he's got completely different hair now i've not even seen venom not seen it in in the original in 
the original is a sort of after credit scene where he's got curly hair, but in this one he's kind of got like weird. Is he wearing like right? new metal uh, flame, the yeah. flame bowling shirt thing? Yeah, I mean he looks very like obviously when Carnage was first in the comics was was that the late eighties, nineties, something like that. Yeah. So it does look like is he's jumped straight off the page, but you know will that work? Well, maybe this title kind of suggests that this is going to be a completely over-the-top ridiculous film, as Venom kind of was. But Let There Be Carnage kind of sucks. Maximum Carnage is a great title. That was the name of a, a run, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. A spy. yeah, so uh, there we go. I thought I'd just put that out there because it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I need to watch Venom. Uh, is it good? I mean, I've heard it's... Some people say it's good. Some people say it's bad. So I don't know what to, what to think. Or where to watch Who's it. Who's to know, mate? I don't know if I'm coming or going. Some people say yeah. it's good, some people say it's bad. I'll tell you what's going on in a minute, although it what's, what's the date today? I think we've got a few days. Is the Arrow uh video sale. Arrow do all of the, the really nice horror Blu-rays and stuff. Uh and every now and again they do a really good sale. Um it's a good chance to stock up on a ton of horror and weird film classics, the collection. You made, you made some purchases, did you not? I did. I just wanted to get a couple uh, that I, you know, two favorite films. So being Joe Malkovich, this isn't horror, <laughs> but being Joe Malkovich just needed to be, it's got a really nice cover and it's got like a nice little, uh, it's a 4k uh, restoration. It's got tons of bonus content. Um, and being Joe Malkovich is just one of my favorite films. And I got Dave made a maze, which I told you about a couple of weeks ago, but I was like, I need to, yeah. I need, I need to, to have that, that in, yeah. the, in the collection. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah, cool. Have you been watching anything? Have you watched them? Have you watched anything? Well, let me tell you. Uh, oh. we watched, uh, we were talking about Final Destination on a podcast recently, and then we yeah. said we might follow through and watch the rest. And I think, have you watched all of them now? I've, I've watched two and three. <laughs> no, 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 I've only watched two and three. Okay, well, I mean, okay, so I mean, the, the quality dives quite a bit, uh, from the first one. But then the deaths, yeah. the deaths get better. They're, they're way more fun. There's a lot more blood, a lot more gore. Things splat. Like it, it's just fun to watch. I, I like the whole thing. Is like let's introduce some things that can happen, and it's up to the the, the viewer to try and guess, try and piece it together before it happens or what what's going to happen. I love the little yeah. game of it. It is fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I think I mentioned before, like the logic. Kind of takes oh yeah it's completely taken out of the picture. Like it seems like in the first one they try and talk about death's plan and a, and you know a, a pattern to things, whereas in the second and the third it's kind of like kind of throws it out the window, but kind of trying to explain it in a way. What I liked about the third one, obviously Mary Elizabeth Winstead is probably the best lead out of the three films, I think. Um, but it kind of introduced something else, where instead of having these premonitions and sort of visions. She's kind of got these photos and they kind of predict certain deaths. So that's quite fun. I think. That's quite interesting. Different sort of take on that. Yeah. I liked, um, I think, what's been your favourite death so far? We might have talked about this, I'm too sure. I think we mentioned the glass panel being dropped onto yeah. a guy and sort of folding him in half backwards. He's like in the, uh, the Finding Nemo dentist's office. Yeah. He yeah. even gets like a little fish in his mouth. <laughs> How old is this guy supposed to be? Because he acts like a bloody five-year-old kid running off into the pigeons like that. 
Yeah, I, I guess I got like sixteen going on five. Yeah, yeah he he's deserves it. Little kid, yeah. Um, yes, it's a cool, it's a cool series. It's a I'm I'd be watching more of them. I'm going to watch four and five. Um, they're just easy to put on, and you can just stick them on and have fun. I I'm not actually a hundred percent sure if I've seen four and five. So which one's what, so what's the big accident in four? Do we know? I think oh, it's no, the high one. No. I think there's something to do with a train, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a... Yeah, so number four is The Final Destination, and then The Final Destination 5, or Final Destination 5. So maybe <laughs> okay. go and check them out if yeah. I feel like it. But I a... you know sometimes you scratch the itch for a film, don't you? And then you kind of feel like, God, I've got, do I want to watch them all? Like I really couldn't put myself through watching all the Saw films, for example. No, I'd be watching the first couple, and that's about it. <laughs> I think I'm not too sure. It's been so long for these films. Have you ever watched Hostel again at some point as well? Seems we're sort of around that. Yeah. Watching films around that era. Hmm. Um, yeah. What about you, seeing films? Um, so the only other thing really I've been watching is uh, South Korean zombie. Oh yeah. Uh, period drama thriller action thing called Kingdom, which is based on like a, a webcomic manga series. But I kind of thought this was going to be good because I saw the trailer for it on Netflix. I was like, why have I not seen anything about this? I think I'd seen a couple of pieces of like artwork for it, but I'd not actually watched any trailers. I watched the trailer, I thought, that looks really good. And I started watching it. I had no idea how good it was actually going to be. It is insanely good. It is kind of like, you would say Game of Thrones because there's so many different characters and complex characters yeah. um, on the backdrop of, so obviously medieval is it medieval? Sort of a few hundred feudal. years ago. Uh, yeah, that's right. Feudal, feudal um, Korea. Um, but with zombies. And it's so unique in the way it kind of tries to explain the zombies, how the zombies affect different things that are happening in the world. Um, and the fact that these zombies only come out at nighttime as well, which is a nice... Interest. How long is it? Is it a long, long, long show? Not too, sh- not too long at all. So there's two series currently, and they're both... <laughs> the sales pitch. <laughs> Well, no, because this is another reason that I've really enjoyed it is because it's been six episodes per season and they're like 50 minutes long, which is very, very accessible. How many? Uh, the, the more accessible, the better. Like, the less time I have to spend watching something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, two series. I'm not, I've not quite finished the second series yet, but some, yeah. of the, some of the, it looks beautiful and some of the action set pieces are like almost, almost feel like Lord of the Rings level stuff going on whereas there's a couple there's a couple of battles you say battles or or where sieges where the zombies are sort of attacking certain places and it really did remind me of lord of the rings but on a obviously a much smaller scale yeah really good man like yeah really gruesome as well and it really doesn't take any prisoners like kids they're dying kids <laughs> are getting in the way of these zombies dead kids are getting hit by arrows it's brutal Okay, well, that's sound of that. Um, speaking of brutal, we watched the. Um, we had another Facebook group horror movie night on Saturday, and we watched Dead Alive or Brain oh, Dead, nice. which we watched uh, a little while ago, maybe like a year ago or something. Now I don't know uh, for the mm-hmm. podcast, and yeah, it's like it's a perfect film to watch with a group of people. There's quite a few people who hadn't seen it before, so we got their first reactions. I think right near the start. <laughs> Uh, the rat monkey bites um, his mum's arm, 
And then people were like, and she like stomps yeah. his head and like pops his eyes out and stuff. And people in the in the chat were like, "What the fuck are we watching?" It's like <laughs> it's not even got started yet. <laughs> just just wait, because uh, it, yeah, it's it's batshit insane. But it's so fun. It's um yeah, it's one of my favorite horror movies. It's just it's right up there, yeah. like top top five, I think. Are you doing another one of these? This is in the Hall of Advisors group. This is in the Hawk and Cleaver group, isn't it? Yeah, um, but I'll post links in there when I can to people to join. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've not got on plan this week, but I think uh, the other guy, Josh, if you organise it, he, it, he has. Yeah. Is it fairly easy to, to sort of do a watch party and stuff in Facebook groups? Uh, yeah. Um, you just, as long as the video is on Facebook somewhere. Uh, ah, so you okay. kind of have to see what, what's knocking around. Uh, but I'd like to do the Netflix thing as well at some point. But it's been difficult with people that are different, um, different zone. countries, different time zones. So people got different content. It's not really matched up very well. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, and that was the make. I don't know if I watched anything else actually. Oh, I watched uh, Return to Oz. So I don't think I've ever like seen that. A... Oh man. This has been like a semi-regular thing I've been kind of uh, doing with my daughter, which is watching dark fantasy films from like the 70s and 80s films uh, just to see how far I can push her in terms of what's going to terrify her, in terms of what terrified me. We watched Legend a while ago and she was like, no, this is too much. I'm scared of this. Turn this off. Uh-huh. Uh, we've seen things like Labyrinth and obviously she's pretty all right with that. Return to Oz like, is super, still super, super creepy. It's a really dark film like with themes of like mental illness and escapism and this is a really really dark fantasy film with some really grim moments there's like the wheelers these fame i don't know if you remember the wheelers i, I, I weird, don't think i've seen it no no these weird like henchmen who've got like really long arms on wheels and they go around and then there's like a witch character who's got a collection of heads and she changes the heads based on how she's feeling yeah it's really quite terrifying but um, okay. yeah. yeah, holds holds up pretty well. Weird to think this it was a film aimed at kids in like the mid eighties, but yeah, Feruza Bulk plays um, Dorothy, like a tiny tiny child. Is um, is she seen Willow? Yeah, yeah, we we watched Willow as well. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's not too scary. Yeah. Um, Lady Hawk, I think we've yeah. done. Uh, Master of the Universe. Conan is that? I mean, I, I guess that that's an eighteen. I think when it came out, oh, was it? So, I think I think like orgies and stuff in it. So yeah, maybe not. Yeah. She, maybe not well, she's ten this. She's ten this week. So she's some orgies. <laughs> orgies still off the, off the okay off the, off the table. Off the we, table, mate. Fucking hell. But we watched fighting with my family as well. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many, so many dick jokes in that film that like some just she doesn't question. Because obviously she doesn't understand, but otherwise she kind of go, "What does that mean?" <laughs> so you have to tell her. To explain to her. Honestly, so I never real. I realized, but I re- I realized when I watched it, there were so many dick jokes in this. And it's even worse when you watch it with your daughter. You're just like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We also watched something else, but I, I, we're not talking about that yet, right? We watched that something. That. But, okay. All right, yeah, secret. That's for a f- future future crossover episode we're doing. Yeah. Just some good friends of us. Cool. Uh, Eden Lake, both watched it last night, both fresh and distraught, sort of mm. mentally destroyed a little bit. Um, yeah, you got some information yeah. about it? Uh, yeah, sure. So Eden Lake is a 2008 British horror film written and directed by James Watkins, 
and starring Kelly Riley, Michael Fassbender and Jack O'Connell, amongst others. Refusing to let anything spoil their romantic weekend break, a young couple confront a gang of loutish youths with terrifyingly brutal consequences. Yeah. Have you, seen, yeah. have you seen it before then? Yes. Yes. So I've seen this before. Maybe just a once before. Yeah. But yeah, it, I, I remembered it pretty well. So it obviously stuck with me in the first video. Oh yeah, it's one of those endings that I've always like is always stuck with me. Uh, but yeah. it's really, it's really a bit weird this time. Um, so I mean, it's basically some uh, middle class to upper class Londoners go on a romantic getaway to the Midlands, and then you get assaulted by chavs. Um, I don't know. It's it's really a bit, a bit like everyone in that town is yeah. like is like not a, like it's like a, oh, a grotesquery of a. It really does kind of like demonize yeah the working class in a way which is a bit. I think I, it's a it's, bit like ooh, I like understand. Trust. You can imagine oh, it, and you can understand because you understand that people like that exist. Obviously, this is a super, super extreme version. And yeah. Also, like some of the characters are clearly psychopaths and have got some real issues, which they kind of delve into a bit. Um, but kind of, if you were, I don't know, if you were middle class, like the main characters in this, and yeah. you hadn't really come across this many situations in your life, it might give you a bit of a bad taste in your mouth when it comes to certain. It definitely got my back up a bit this time. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm like living back here now. I guess so. Yeah. It, it made me kind of feel a bit like it. I don't want people to think that that's what mm. like everyone from here is like. But um, at the same time, this is what horror movies do. You you take what people are scared of, like whether that's like a, a realistic scare or like a nonsensical scare, uh, and you sort of make a grotesquery out of it, and you sort of yeah. blow it up into sort of ridiculous proportions. Well, it kind um, of takes a, takes a scenario where like everyone's kind of been in a similar scenario to this. Where that's why it's so tense. I've been in like yeah. situations with people like not as bad as this, obviously, but yeah. like when you're sort of on a like a standoff with like chavy type yeah. people, it's fucking terrifying. Like this like film really got me in those sort of uh, fight or flight uh, responses ticking away. Yeah, and it definitely got me like infuriated to the point where I was just like. Oh, fucking hell. Oh. Yeah. Or you kind of feel like what you what would you do in that certain situation? You think, well, I'd never get into that situation because uh <laughs> but then you think there are so many different events and turns it to, like things that happen that you wouldn't expect that just make it snowball and snowball further and further into a, yeah. a scenario that a, a scenario that either party can't walk away from. Which is what's frustrating about it, because you kind of think, just leave, just walk away, just go home, just get in your car and drive. And things just people keep making such bad decisions. Like there are a few times when Michael Fassbender's character makes a decision and I go, What on earth are you doing? What on earth are you doing? Get yeah. the fuck out of there right now. That's where tension the tension comes from though, isn't it? Uh, but you're you're right, like um it's like a one of those natural snowballing escalations where things are just happening that are pushing the other the other party further and further into their into their position this was the film that kind of made me you know like i can understand an actor is good when you hate them so much that you never want to watch them in anything ever ever again (laughs) but jack o'connell yeah so from watching him in this and then seeing him in skins where he plays like a bit of a dick as well yeah cook i officially can't Cook, yeah. So I officially can't watch him in anything now. So somebody told me about yeah. a film called Starred Up, where he's plays like a he's in he's in prison or or in some sort of institution, 
And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not interested if it's got him in it. And then he was in like a war film, which I think was directed by Angelina Jolie. And I was yeah, like, just like Hollywood, oh, big Hollywood stuff. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's in it. No, nah, I won't watch that. <laughs> so obviously, like, I can appreciate that he's a good actor, but it is, yeah. he's almost too good an actor because he's ruined my whole outlook on his career. I'm just like, no, nah, I don't want to watch anything with him in. I hate that guy. I do feel like a, a couple of times, I mean, he's obviously quite young in this, but a couple of times, like, his character borders on cartoonish. Like, the amount of times he says, come on, or like he says that like, the same sort of couple of like uh, words quite often. And I think, or he's like cackling, or he's like doing, he's doing something that's like, that's not like a, he's not a, a little, little bit. Yeah. No. I think one of the scariest things, though, is sort of his influence on the rest of the gang, I guess, rather yeah. than sort of some of the stuff he does. Because, you know, a lot of them, they're younger than him. But also the fact they've got a dog as well. And I know obviously we'll get into that as well. But yeah. when they first have a bit of a standoff, the fact that there's a dog there kind of changes the dynamic of everything as well. Which like, well, I can't yeah. get into a punch up with these guys because that dog will probably maul me to death. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really intense film. Um, James Watkins, the director, is from Nottingham, so oh, right. I wonder if he. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if he's sort of playing off what people's expectations are. How did you? <laughs> When did it say that they went to the Midlands? Because I think maybe I missed that. Well, so the first clue was that it's got uh, Jack O'Connell and Thomas Turgus and all those people in it. Uh, but then there's like the Midlands Construction Company. That's like okay. the um, yeah, like the where the quarry is that they go to. Uh, but yeah, I had a, yeah, uh, but after after seeing that, Google around. I couldn't see any. I think they just kind of made it all up. But um, yeah, it's definitely got like a Midlandsy vibe. Yeah. So just reading here, it says it's a. The film received mostly positive reviews. It was nominated for several sort of awards, like Empire Awards and stuff. But it's a group of roughly contemptuous films that deal with concerns over broken Britain and a fear of hoodies. So let's think about it. This was, this was about 12 years ago. Was This was around about the time? Was it earlier than, do you remember when David Cameron was that Hug a Hoodie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? Hug a Hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... All the Asbo so like stuff that's going on then. All the Asbo stuff, hug a hoodie, and so I guess like a certain age of a certain age of British teenager was kind of a bit given a bit of a bad move, and this film probably didn't help greatly. But you know, well, did it? Uh, I, I, I feel well, like did it, um, mate? these films. I mean, they, they paint people in that light, but are they just making it out to be? ridiculous so it's like of course people yeah, aren't yeah, like this your fears are unfounded like this is this isn't real but i don't know yeah it left, it left me in a weird like place I said, there is an there is an element of of truth to it because you know, obviously a lot of we've had knife crime and stuff that's still rife in in not just london but other sort of major cities as well i know but obviously that's usually kids of this age not necessarily terrorizing people a little bit older but i guess each yeah. individual each individual um, situation counts for something different. Yeah. So who we got? Yeah. Uh, Kelly Riley uh, plays the woman in the in the couple that goes on holiday. Uh, she like, if I think of what a sort of someone from London or from the south down south would look like, um, <laughs> like she has that sort of English rose sort of quality to her. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's, was, she's very, very kind. She's a very lovely teacher, school teacher or something. Um, mm-hmm. Quite reasonable. So this was Michael. 
Michael Fassbender in this was kind of before his Hollywood career got sort of took off and he became one of the biggest names. Um, so around about, I think he did this and then was it Fish Tank? Have you seen that? No. Uh, that's a pretty good film with him in, in a, a sort of a coming of age a drama, tank. British, in a fish tank. That, yeah, yeah. So that was 2009. So 2008, 2009, that, that was when he was doing these um, British films and making a name for himself, I guess. So yeah, so this was pre-Magneto Fassbender. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Mark Fassbender's always good. I mean, I don't like the, the person who's playing in this film, uh, but, you know, sells yeah, it. Yeah, but there were, t- there were times when I kind of did feel a bit like he sold, like, his final moments in the film, I guess, pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, I'm worried for this guy. And it is kind of heartbreaking, isn't it? It does get to a point where it does feel pretty heartbreaking. It starts off as kind of like this intense cat and mouse sort of game. But yeah, it does get pretty heartbreaking to a point. And then the final third, I think, is pretty damn grim. Yeah. I'm glad it, I'm kind of glad it didn't turn into a revenge film as such. Because I kind of wanted it to go a certain way and then it just doesn't give you that. It felt a bit like The Descent in a way where it's like, here's the ending, but it's completely hopeless. Everyone's yeah. screwed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that ended. Pretty hell. Um, cat like popped red in like at the end, like the last 20 minutes yeah. to see what was going on. Uh, and I said, careful, because it's pretty harrowing. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, the ending's a like really gruesome like not not gruesome but um like the implications of it are just uh, horrendous really uh in a good way for our movie this is i, I do enjoy a good bleak ending uh who else got thomas yeah. Turgus um plays um but there's like the whole group of the lads um the little champ lads and girl and dog uh but thomas Turgus is sort of like the innocent one he's a bit younger doesn't want to be there uh, he gets mm. sort of bullied into doing a lot of stuff um he just wants he just wants to go for a lie down most of the time. <laughs> he just wants to go for a lie down. And watch Fox yeah, Kids like or something. Obviously, I just want to go I just want to go play on my bloody PlayStation. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's obviously a group of kids, uh, Jack O'Connell's obviously the leader of this of these youths. And then probably like what, five or six of the others, and then there's a girl called Paige who's got like the sourest face I think I've yeah. ever seen on a human yeah. being. Um she's constantly looking like she's just licked piss off a nettle. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and then there's also someone, the one character who, the actor who plays Brett's dad, so Jack O'Connell's dad. Yeah, Dad O'Connell. Dad O'Connell. Do you recognize him at all? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I only know. noticed, I saw this on a, because he was on like a was he an advert? Sunday brunch. Oh. He does adverts, and he's also the voice of that like um, SAS pro. Grandma on do the SAS for a while, you bloody bunch of wimps. He does that yeah. voice. Right, yeah. It's cool, but... Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, film starts with Jenny Greengrass, uh, Kelly Ryder's character. She's in in school. I think uh, Michael Fassbender's character says, "I'm going to surprise you and take you to a to a quarry." <laughs> In the, the, in the flooded quarry. Yeah, she makes a point. She makes. She says something like, "Her friend is getting taken to Paris this weekend." Yeah, and my boyfriend's taking me to a to a disused quarry, and he goes, "No, it's not a disused quarry. It's a flooded quarry. Get it right." Is it a quarry? 
I mean, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like I don't quarry know. To me. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much quarry like about it. It was just kind of just like a lake, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so uh, they drive off. We get lots of nice shots of them leaving uh, London, uh, the bustling city skyline of London, and they sort of arrive in the countryside. I think they stop off. Wait, no. Where do they stop off first? They they try and park up or something, and then some people steal the parking spot. Immediately getting after the yeah, yeah. wrong. So, initi- so initially, they go to like a pub, don't they? Yeah. Like a so it's like a B and B, but it's full of riffraff. It's full of bloody common folk eating pork scratches. Got no manners. So to, yeah. yeah, this is where it starts off. Basically, every person they come across is in some way a psychopath. So someone, first of all, someone steals their does their parking space with scant regard for the fact that they're indicating to go in. Obviously, that is horrible. But that is annoying when that happens. Yeah. Get you back up. It basically yeah. shows all the stuff that's like proper annoying. Like when you, someone steals a parking space, when you're stood at the bar waiting to be served and you're basically getting ignored. Yeah. That's enough. That happens. And then they're in the beer garden having a lovely pint and some kids running around screaming. And I think Michael Fassbender said something like, someone should give one of those a, and out of nowhere, the mum gives one of the kids a. Like knocks them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, I mean, instantly, like, uh, Jenny especially is like offended because she 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 can't imagine hitting a child. She's a teacher. She's it, this is just a different world to her. I don't think she's happy about being there at all. Um, even the lager, I could tell just from the way she, she was holding it in the mouth, she wasn't happy. It's too gassy. Fosters had to be. What's uh, the uh, wine menu? Well, we've got red. We've got white. <laughs> we've got red. <laughs> we've got white. Oh, really? What is it? I bought it this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So everyone's essentially like either violent or confrontational, or there's a lot of yeah. It's it is unsettling, and I guess that's obviously the vibe they're going for. But it made me annoyed. It made me like I'd be like I'm going home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I've been like when you go to like pubs like that in the middle of nowhere. I always feel a bit weird going in. Yeah. I never feel comfortable going into like a, a small local pub. People turn around and go, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Who's this guy? Never seen him before. Get out of it. <laughs> um, so they, also they, they go, so they, uh, they get to the quarry um, and it isn't really a quarry. So look at Lake, uh, there's like a little beach. It's like a little pond. <laughs> mm. um, and they, they, they camp out. What, what's the plan? They're going to camp in the middle of, in the middle of the quarry like that. I don't know, it seems weird to me. Yeah. Is that what people do? I guess I guess well, it'd be enough for a romantic guys do. This is romantic. I guess that what they thought is it was going to be completely isolated. It was just going to be the two of them and nature. And that was pretty yeah. much it. That's kind of obviously what they thought. Go to um, a so what, campsite then. Like I mean I mean don't go yeah. to <laughs> yeah. this place. You're not, gonna, yeah. you're not gonna get terrorized by youths because there's probably security on a campsite. Exactly. Maybe yeah. somewhere. So when they initially arrived, they meet this little kid um, who's like gathering insects. He's got some insects in like a jar. And initially, Jenny tries to speak to him, paternal nature. I was just did you cycle all the way here? And he says, like, it's supposed to talk to strangers. You slag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he seems like the, the um, maybe the, the one good guy that they meet over there. Because he's not quite, uh, well, maybe not quite right in the head. I'm not, not entirely sure if that's... Uh, explicit or not, but he yeah, seems a bit strange. I know what you mean. Uh, so, um, 
as they're sort of uh, snoozing on the little beach mm. thing, um, group of kids turn up. They bully the uh, the other kid. They steal his little uh, bar, jar of bugs and they smash that up. And uh, yeah. Michael Fassbender's like, well, boys will be boys. <laughs> boys will be boys, you know what they say. Yeah. But uh, this uh, we've all been in a situation before where like the, the, the group of jabs turn up. They're very loud, super abrasive. Yeah. And you and know you that they're going to start. Yeah, you know they're going to start some shit. You go, oh, for fuck's sake. And we'll say something then. Oh, yeah, it's pissing me off, don't it? Well, say something. Oh, I don't want, I don't know if I should say something. And then you say something. And you're like, fuck's sake. If this one was on, realistic, guys. the woman would have said something. And then he, she would have got the, the man beaten up. Like, she would have been the one to say <laughs> something. <laughs> and then Michael Fassman would have been like, no, shh, that's fine. Like, play louder. I love this one. Well, we, we've all been we've all been there in situations like that where sometimes you say something and it kind of goes all right and they go, oh, shit, sorry, mate. Uh, didn't mean to do that. But obviously, just as probably like 50-50, a lot of the time you're met with some sort of, you know... I'm a bit of an idiot when it comes to stuff like this where if someone pisses me off, I can't help but just go, shut the fuck up! And then obviously some people some people go, oh, sorry, and other people go, who the fuck are you to tell me that? Yeah. Come here! And then we have, we, we, then we have an arm wrestle. Then we settle it. Like, a fun like men. And a fun one. <laughs> followed by an arm wrestle. And then followed by a Grecian naked wrestle. Uh, yeah. Well, if it, need, if it needs to go that far, Luke, then yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, this group of lads and lass and dog turn up. The dog's like, um, I can't remember her name, Bonnie or something. She's like slobbering all over. What's her name? Rottweiler. Yeah, she's trying to sunbathe um, pissing everywhere or something <laughs> does a shit I think on the beach right next to them yeah. um, well, the thing is the kids they've got like if a dog was over te- like terrorising well not terrorising but just bothering somebody as a dog owner you kind of just go you call them back and that's what these mm. kids just aren't really doing now are they? they've kind of got no regard for anyone that's why they're playing the music loud having a drink just being little pricks basically yeah uh, so What's his name goes for a little swim? And as he gets back, I don't know why he decides it. Oh, he goes to tell them about the music. It's too loud or something. Yeah, the music's yeah. too loud. So he goes over, sort of tries to tell them, turn the music down. And obviously, the uh, Brett, the, the mouth, the leader of the, of the youths, can't hear you, mate. Can't hear you, mate. What? Can't hear you. And obviously, then he turns it down. Yeah. And, uh, We've, we all know it. We all know it. We've all known a Brett in school. <laughs> like oh, a guy yeah, like you probably, it's like a, like a snake. Like you should, shouldn't go near him because you just know no, like, no. something yeah, bad's exactly. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, they turn the music up, I think. And then Michael Fassbender just has yeah. to leave it. Um, yeah. And then a little while later, they decide to leave. And as they leave, then that Brett like get his knob out and just. Yeah. One goes it around. Wangles it around. Swangles his number around, yeah. Which is a sign of a sign of aggression. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Fassbender got up on his hind legs like that. And then they had a Yeah. But then they leave and you kind of think, okay, that's it. Um they've left. That's the end. They're gonna have a love the rest of the film is just gonna be a lovely, lovely romantic getaway. Yeah. Uh, but but wait. No. Uh so they, they sleep out there, they have a bit of fun. Michael Fassbender. Bass, Bass, what's his name? Bassbender <laughs> does like a bit of spooking in the night. 
Like he makes some noises from outside the tent, shoves his face in. Doesn't look a bugger. Yeah. I didn't like that. I was no, like, I don't. don't muck about, mate. Don't muck about, serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd, have uh, so, I'd have been fuming with him. The morning after, I need to ask you about something the microfest, but it does. Um, it's a little bit later, but like he, he cuts to one bit and he, he's been scuba diving. <laughs> And he's got like yeah. a giant like gas tank on his back. Where does he put? Yeah. Where does he think that's he? Like, like, <laughs> that's like too much. <laughs> if yeah. I was Jenny, sorry, just rearranging my legs. If I was Jenny, <laughs> I would be like, yeah. yeah, backwards. If I was Jenny, I'd be like, mate, what are you playing at? We're supposed to be having a lovely, lovely getaway, and you've brought. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Fucking gas tank out. Is that a sex thing? <laughs> What's going on? You'd be freaked out, wouldn't you? What's a gas tank for? Oh, it's just to help you breathe. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, okay, but the morning after they've been camping, uh, they're going to nip into the village. About to eat, but like one of the tides has been slashed. It's got a knife in the side or something. There's like a bottle, isn't there? I think they yeah. leave a bottle like directly behind or in front of the tire, and when it reverses over it, you've got to change the tire. He's fuming. I mean, I don't don't blame him. They go to like a real dirty, greasy spoon for breakfast, don't they? Yeah, we've all been like there. Where you know, <laughs> fried, where the only bread you can get is fried. You go, can I have a bit of toast, please? And they go, well, we only do fried bread. Here. What can I just have a bit of bread and butter then? No, it's got to be fried, mate. It's got to be fried. That's all you can have. Episode about the time we went to a greasy spoon like that, we were like, you and friend Lee were like absolutely hungover from the night before. We kind of accidentally found it, wandered into it, and just had to eat something. Uh, we were like wafted, wafted it down, wafted it down as Neckles. <laughs> it's up more and more Midlandsy as we go through this. We wafted it down as Neckles, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, it was only like halfway through that a mate like choked and he pulled out his hair, and his black hair came out of his throat. It was like an arm's length of hair came out of his throat, and we were like, let's just let's just keep eating. I'm starving. I remember. So I went to a greasy spoon like that in London, like really early in the morning. I think again I'd been drinking and or something. And all I remember was that there was a guy in there, like in a high vis jacket. So they'd been working all night or what. But he was eating a roast dinner, <laughs> and it was like eight o'clock yeah. in the morning, and he was just like chowing into a roast dinner. And I thought, well, each each to their own, mate. Yeah, yeah. Not sure I agree, but you know. 
so there's a woman in this uh, grease spoon who even even she's not like a <laughs> even she's like a horrible person. Like I, she gets like super defensive or something. Like I think uh, Michael Fassbender yeah. says, "There's a kid who's done retiring." Yeah, he was like, "There's some kids on bikes going around there," and she kind of goes, oh, "They're not terrorizing you, are they?" And he goes, "Well, actually, they've they damaged my car or whatever." But she goes, "Not my kids." And he goes, "Well, I wasn't really saying they were your kids," and she's like, "Not mine." It's pretty aggressive to yeah. start with. <laughs> yeah, normal. And that's the thing. Like the adults in that, well, the adults in this film who were related to the kids. Maybe the most unrealistic part of the film, the adults. Yeah, because they're all almost like so in denial about, you know, oh, they're just children. They're just children. They could never do anything like that. I don't know what actually I'm doing. That was good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, so, I mean, this is another stupid stupid manoeuvre by Mr. Fassbender. They they find the, the house where the kids are. And he oh, like sneaks into the house. I don't know what he's planning to do. This was, this First he's scuba diving. This was mad. Then he's so they drive <laughs> he's off his head. So they drive they drive like obviously past a house and see some BMXs out there and he automatically goes, That's where those kids are. Because obviously he would. But instead of like because you knock on the door, I don't think there's any scenario where you just walk into somebody else's house. You know what I mean? That's mad. Yeah. I think he sees think, himself as a bit of a Steve Irwin, like a bit of an Indiana Jonesy sort of type. Yeah. He's scuba diving. <laughs> he's he's going on like romantic holiday weekends in the middle of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but he soon gets himself into some shit because he goes in exactly. and for some reason ends up going upstairs. Like goes yeah. like I think if you're gonna go into someone else's house, fair enough. As soon as you realise someone ain't there, you go, right, I'm leaving, get the fuck out of here. The fact that he continues looking around and even goes upstairs into the kid's bedroom, into the kid's bedroom, like that's nonce behavior. You're automatically in nonce behavior territory. <laughs> you can't get out of that. And obviously, the dad comes home and he's a bit. Well, first of all, he tries to pull into his drive, doesn't he? And Jenny's in the car, and he goes, "Move out of fucking way of my fucking drive, you bastard!" Yeah, he's, he's almost like at ten. He's going from one to ten in like a millisecond. Yeah, so she has to like. You need the shit there, the... probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got some beers. He's got some Stella, some wife beaters, in his in his uh in his bag for any off license. And there's like holes in the doors, like around the house. So obviously, initially, this paints the picture of you know domestic violence and yeah. a difficult household to have grown up in. Maybe that's why. So that's kind of one interesting part about this film is it does try to give a bit of dynamic to. The characters are essentially the antagonists. It tries to give them it gives a bit of humanity. I mean, gives them a bit of humanity without really needing to smash us over the head with it. Forgive the pun. Yeah, know what you mean. Um, I mean, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, even still, Jack O'Connell's character. There's something not right about that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, but sort of whenever whenever he's around his dad, though, he's really quite sheepish. Um, yeah, which I guess again, explains things even further. But, um, yeah, so Michael Fassbender has to climb out of the kid's window on shimmy down the roof on his front like some sort of weird turtle. We've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> and then jump out of the way. But this was pretty tense, wasn't it? Because you're like, oh, don't, what if they see him? Oh, fuck, oh, shit. Yeah. It was a bit like that. Yeah, super tense, yeah. Uh, I thought they were going home at this point, but no, they, they're going to go back yeah. to the same bit of the quarry 
this when he like, this is when he goes scuba diving. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I might just be like, mate, I've had enough. Like, honestly, I've had enough. Can we just can we just go now? Yeah. Um, so when he gets back from scuba diving, he says, oh, "I found something in the in the water." And he's got like, his engagement ring. He's kind of proposed to a, this whole romantic weekend to a quarry in the middle of nowhere was an engagement thing. Uh, but she's like, "Where's the uh, where's the beach bag? I've lost me snacks and crisps and yeah, popcorn and that. I lost um, me long pretzels." Yeah. Pretzels. <laughs> um, so. That's when found that like, the car's been stolen, the keys of the wallet, his phone. I think so. What we're there. supposed to believe here is that one of the kids snuck back onto the beach while she was asleep and he was scuba diving. Yeah. And stole a bloody yeah. bag. Little shits. That's what you get for scuba diving. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so. Um, but you kind of feel this, you feel their frustration at this point, don't you? Like, this is where I feel like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, he, he loses his nut. But all I kept thinking was how I would react. And I mean, I think it was pretty similar. Like, ah, I can't think I'd just take off. I'd be so angry. I'd just be like, ah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be like uh, thinking about getting the police involved. Like, that'd be like the only thing in my mind. Yeah, so it's yeah, a small true. village, isn't it? I, I imagine it's a small village. Yeah, small village. Uh, but yeah, I think what Steve's kind of got is he's got this sort of side to him, which is he wants to take ownership of various things and sort of right the wrongs himself and deal with yeah. things himself. He kind of, I guess he sees himself. I mean, it's a bit naive in a way in that he's like, Hey guys, come on. I was young once, you know, we all like a bit of tomfoolery <laughs> now and again, but this is, yeah. Too far. I think if he sees himself, I mean, again, I don't know who I'm going to offend by saying this. Do you think he sees himself as like the cultured Londoner who's going to go in and, and talk to the, the dumb locals. Yeah, and... definitely. There's definitely a there's definitely a bit of that, isn't there? And you know, I think it's maybe a class thing. Maybe it's a. Yeah. There's definitely going to be people like that who who feel like that. You know. I think He's, kinda, he wants kinda... to hug the hoodie. Well, he wants to. He didn't want to hug the hoodies, but yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of like when politicians, you know, when they're doing when it's election time and they're going around to all various different areas in you know areas where it's a bit more poverty than others or, you know, like posing in a bloody, in a warehouse, <laughs> posing yeah. in a warehouse, driving a fort, driving a forklift or just doing <laughs> stuff like that where they're like, I'm one of you guys. All right. Oh, I, I know I went to Eton and I had public school, you know, and I've, I've uh, it, it kind of comes across a bit like that. It's a bit insincere, I guess. Yeah. Not to the yeah. point where I feel like I want him stabbed to death. But. No, no. And also like he's, he's rightfully angry. Uh, they've stolen his car. He can't, he can't get home. He's got his wallet and all that. Oh yeah. They're all the kids. It's in this Odeon card. Absolutely yeah. little pricks, the kids to the yeah. point where I'm like, you little fucking shits. You deserve a clip around the ear roll. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, they, they get run over by the car. Like, like the kids suddenly lights. Yeah. So they go, they go walk, they go walking for ages. Like it's proper, like they're in the proper middle of nowhere now. They're walking for ages, just stomping around, trying to return to town. These are like the Blair, these are like the woods out of the Blair Witch, aren't they? Where they just yeah. seem to just go on and on and on. Um, and then yeah, suddenly out of nowhere, the car just comes over like a hill, nearly flattens them, and and that Brett is just driving his car, wearing his sunglasses, doing donuts. Yeah, we were um, we used to do something called Tree Fest, where once a year we did like uh, camping in the woods around here, and we just like have a little fire and drink mm. and 
and smoking there. Um, and then once we like we heard like uh, like a popping in the distance, we, we checked it out and it was like a car, random car on fire in the middle of the woods. Like, it must have been some yeah. some joyriders must have just some, like dumped it there or something. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it weird. Um, I imagine that's what these these kids were going to do: have the fun and then trash it and set it on fire. Probably they had like all the the petrol and stuff ready to like the gasoline ready for ready for burning shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty intense. So it, like nightfall comes and they manage to find that the gang was Jenny like sort of stays back a bit, doesn't she? And Steve sort of goes and confronts them. Demands like give give us stuff back. Gets to a point now where he's like, right, just give my stuff back, my phone, my car, whatever, and then we'll leave. And that's the last you're gonna hear of it. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. I mean, but unfortunately, things just progress drastically. Uh, Someone pulls a knife, don't they? Is it one of the one of the kids pulls a knife, like a little switchblade? Yeah, like a greaser switchblade. Yeah, yeah. And they get into a scuffle. I think Jenny tries to get the knife, and then obviously Brett and and uh, Steve are sort of scuffling as well, but then the dog Bonnie obviously gets left off, gets let off, let off its lead, leaps up into the carnage, gets bloody stabbed. Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty sad. I mean, he's like the dog's dying. Um, Jack O'Connell's character is like really messed up about it. Uh, so it's he like, says, it, uh, go on, sorry. One thing, he, one thing he says is not you, not you. Like, I feel like that's his only. Yeah, safe. That's right. Space in the and family again, in the world. Yeah, and again, we get a lot. I've learned a lot about him, even though he comes across as a little. Right. I've learned. A, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've we've learned a lot about him without really needing him to have much screen time. You know? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's they, in terms of in terms of him him as a character, I think he's fleshed out nicely. Mm-hmm. So we kind of under, we understand his, we understand his motives. While not agreeing with them, if that makes sense, yeah, you know yeah. why. And I kind of thought, as soon as the dog was died, I was like, "Oh shit, they're in for it now." I, I kind of thought that. Yeah, that's like a um, tipped over the edge now. Uh, but um, the Jack's like, "Just go on, then get away from me." He gives them the car keys, and they start scrambling to get into the car. But he instantly flips back to, "No, I say, I think I want you to stay." <laughs> so yeah. this is me. It's like. It gets a bit cartoonish when he's like, "Get him!" Like it's a bit like, uh, like a cartoon gang leader or something. Cartoon Get him, gang. second yep. boys, second boys, bring back here for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like uh, they're driving from, from the middle of the woods in the middle of the night. It's in a massive jeep yeah. to get so the bounce or something. Because they throw stones, don't they, at the at the um, windscreen, and then it smash the lights out so obviously by the time they're driving away can't see shit Steve's crash, Steve crashes the car but then he's trapped yeah selflessly says you get away and he's stuck there like he's got the tree like sticking into his arm um, yeah. I feel that's like time goes like, by oh, time goes by quite quickly yeah I see what you mean but I feel like someone would what I thought would be more realistic if someone said, right, fucking hell, like this guy's going to die unless we try and sort this out right now. No one sort of, sort of really does try and do that thing when they go. That feels like it might be a bit more realistic to kind of try and yeah. talk, talk them down, maybe. Maybe. I don't because know. It, it, maybe. it goes over the edge here quite 
I mean, it has yeah. to quite it's harm if you bit. It, it does basically turn into a sort of a horror movie, yeah. So before it was like a, a thriller, I guess. Um, and now it's it all mildly turned into a horror movie. You know, these kids just chasing after them. And they, they don't feel like kids anymore. They feel like genuine, you know, yeah. life or death. This feels like a death scenario. Yeah, yeah. Where does Jenny go? <laughs> she, uh... Um... She so kind of just wanders around. Uh, I think she just runs for help. She? She's trying to find help, but to get lost is that the idea? Yeah, I think so. Blair Witch Woods, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, by, I mean, by the time she gets back, she gets to like, wander around. By the time she gets back, like it's gone on, kind of turned into a full horror movie. Steve's tied up with barbed wire. They're like stabbing him. <laughs> So I mean, it's like it's it's a big scene. I see. Like, um, we kind of get the impression that like Jack, Jack Brett's character is like uh, not the ringleader, but he's like um, he's sort of forcing everyone into these positions where it's only going to get worse and worse, and they're going to have to kill him. It's like forcing them into this pact where like he's like he he can, he can absolve himself of all responsibility, I guess, by saying, "Oh no, we were all in it together," or you know, "Oh no, I was coerced into it." Yeah, yeah. He's got that sort of thing. So very, very manipulative. Um, yeah. So obviously they've got him tied up with barbed wire and they're kind of like taking their terms, stabbing him, stabbing him with like a Stanley knife. I think, what's his name? Thomas Turgus puts the bloody Stanley knife in his mouth. He really didn't want to do it though, obviously, does he? So there's a couple of them. That's but pretty they get grim. Pa- That's grim. Yeah. Yes. Very grim. They get Paige to record some of the stuff on her phone. So obviously they've got evidence of it, of them all being involved, filmed on a or like Motorola Razor or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. When are they, when are they going to kill? Oh, she uses Bluetooth to pair to Steve's phone. Yeah. And planning to like call so, the police or something. Yeah. So obviously, is that because her she, she's not got signals? She's not got like a signal on her phone. No. She's on E. Yeah. Free. So she was watching. She's on EE. She was watching like the whole thing obviously unfold. She felt a little bit useless, I guess. Um, but yeah, when she manages to connect it to Bluetooth, Brett sort of sees it happening, sees it ringing the police, cancels the call. Then he goes, "Oh, well, that's Bluetooth." But like, would you know that? Would you know it's Bluetooth? If I looked at my phone and it was connected to anything by Bluetooth, I'd be like, "What the fuck's going on here? What's going on here? Jesus." Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Um... Even is that even a thing? Like you kind of piggyback off someone's yeah. phone to use their. I would never know how to do that. No, I really wouldn't. Um, I thought initially maybe she was going to try and call the police, and they would answer, and then they just hear stuff. And maybe do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just kind of thought what she was trying to do initially, but maybe not. Um. Yeah. So then. So she there, but then the Jack's like, uh, "Get him again!" Like he says the same. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same thing again. Yeah, fucking get him! <laughs> get her! So they all chase after her again. Um, that's when Fassbender manages to free himself. She goes and hides. Where did she go and hide? Like in a there's this random little what would you call it? Like a little out outbuilding, like on a building site. Oh yeah, like a cabin, like an office cabin thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she manages to like hide there. Obviously, Steve gets away. But he's pretty fudged at this moment, and he like he can't even move. And then when one of them realizes that he's gone, I think Brett says something like, 
Oh, he's stabbed to fuck. He can't get very far. Follow the blood. I think, you're going to fucking see what was going on. I'm not a bloody blood hand, mate. Yeah, I mean, he is stabbed to fuck there. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, uh, that's a fact. Uh, so he goes to the car, goes to get a first aid kit. Because, of course, he's got a first aid kit in the car. He's that kind of person. 100%. 100%, yeah. Have you got a first aid kit in the car, Luke? No, I don't think so. Have you? Yeah. No. That's a better tyre, though. Uh, oh, I? Yeah, yeah, me too. Got one of them, haven't you? Can you change one? I probably can, to be fair. Uh, no, I, I, don't, I, I have I saw a guy do it, uh, and I was like, it doesn't look that hard. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's a watch a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what's what happened so um... so Jenny manages to meet up with um, Steve and they go in this little sort of cabin shitty <laughs> little cabin isn't it? like on a on a little pier where you could yeah. see a pier like a little a tiny little three foot pier <laughs> um, and she's ten- sort of tending his wounds and that's when you realise that like oh shit these stab wounds are pretty fucking bad she says you've been stabbed to fuck mate <laughs> you've been stabbed to fuck mate oh, I think she says at one point you've it's worse than it looks worse than it is and i thought yeah that's that is never that would never make me feel good how would she know if something looks you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell that no like it looks bad but i know what's going on inside your body and it's actually pretty good it's actually very healthy you wouldn't know that (laughs) (laughs) so she finds like uh obviously the engagement ring and this is this bit is pretty heartbreaking yeah, because it feels it feels hopeless. You know that like neither, both of them aren't going to get out of this. I mean, if they get out of it, a lot, well, there's a little there's a bit of a funny moment before this where one of the kids, because uh, they're hiding under the under the pier, and he like the the wood breaks under his foot, and so oh shit, oh, yeah. they're going to find him. And then Jack O'Connor says, "You fat fuck, you fat uh, fucking bastard." <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, then he gets heartbreaking, pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. Because when th- she's like underwater with him, obviously trying to keep his head above the water and trying to hide from the kids, and you're like, God, this is going to make it worse. And then it's going to be like all these all little bacteria and bugs crawl into his tadpoles, tadpoles in his wounds. Yeah. Want that. Um, so yeah, then she decides to leave him because obviously he's not going to get far with him, and she covers him in loads of bushes, shrubbery. <laughs> yeah, um, and then run- runs off to get help. But yeah, this is pretty grim. She's running into like a clearing yeah, and she Jesus just stands Christ, yeah. on stands on like a horrible spike. Rusty what looking spike. It? Yeah. Um some sort of construction thing. Uh, who knows? Who's left one of them out? She's she wearing like little <laughs> Yeah. She's wearing like shitty little plimsolls. Do you call them plimsolls? Yeah. What do you call she's them? She's wearing shit well, plimsolls, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing shitty little plimsolls, and I'm like, fuck me, that looks horrific and, and instead of pulling it out the way it went in she has to like push it out all the way yeah. so like so it essentially goes all the way through her foot and it's pretty horrific she's screaming the gang like hear her yeah pretty horrible uh then she has to hide in the bin she gets in like a stinky ass bin <laughs> that's that's not yet oh is it not um no so oh, what okay. happens next is she runs into the little kid the little kid who was Finding oh, yeah, insects yeah. earlier, and uh, she asked him for help and asks him to show her the way back to town. How long? How long before you knew something was up here? 
Well, I remembered from the last time I watched it. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> nothing gets past you, mate. <laughs> I don't know. Um, by the way, you're wearing a Stone Cold yeah. Steve, a Stone Austin Steve Cold T-shirt. Did you have you ever seen him? Like, I saw a picture of him. Um, <laughs> I saw a picture of him as like a younger man with hair. Have you seen him with hair? Yeah, stunning Steve Austin. Uh, um, blonde curtains, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's like Nick Carter from uh, Battery Boys. If he yeah was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think when he I think when he was signed for WWE, he had hair. So uh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, so <laughs> this kid, he he basically lures her back to back where she came from. Um, he's yeah, like, now my mum's going to meet us here, and he texts uh, the gang like their location. So initially, he's using his phone. He just goes, "Oh, just games." I'd be like, "Give me that fucking phone now! I got to call the police." Even if I didn't have signal, I'd be trying to call the police. Would you not? Yeah, sometimes it works, doesn't yeah. it? I think sometimes, yeah, sometimes it yeah. does work. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Then obviously they all turn up. And what does he say? How now, brown cow, or something like that? As is like, that's what Brett says. Is his, uh... Yeah, I don't know what that means or why he said it, but. No, there you go. I wasn't really sure. I was just, yeah. I, I, would, I would call him out. I'd say, what's that fucking special? Is that your fucking catchphrase? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit, mate. Yeah. Uh, Shit. She gets that's knocked on the head. Yep. Um, and then she wakes up and she's, she's tied up to. Um, thingy they found Steve but he's dead by this point I think or she maybe doesn't know that but he looks not sure she knows he's dead but like he's KO'd he's pretty yeah. dead they say obviously we're going to find him um, but yeah then they pour petrol all over the two of them they're tied up again back to back but then again Brett like seems to always be forcing people to do his dirty work he forces the little kid Adam to light the bonfire while Paige films it yeah I guess again, just yeah, because he obviously knows these things. They're not going to get away with this stuff. So I guess he's hoping that this is like some sort of way of him, some sort of protection for him. Yeah, some sort of protection. Um, but obviously, halfway through, while they're sort of all screaming and shouting and whooping in delight, the fire actually burns the rope, and Jenny's able to get up and escape. And then there's a weird bit now where Brett sort of goes, "If you don't come back, I'm going to burn this little kid." And I think. You'd think, yeah, good. <laughs> I don't care. He put yeah. it to you. Yeah, me, me, uh, I think Cat's the most fun. We were, we said, you so keep on running. Like yeah. the kid just led yeah, you yeah. to. But I mean, like she still got that um, those maternal instincts. She doesn't want to like leave him. But like his yeah, scream is horrendous as well. Yeah, yeah. So they like put a tire on him and then just like light him on fire. We get a little I image mean, of his head burning, like mm. Ghost Rider style. Yeah. <laughs> obviously a lot of the gang now are kind of like they know that things have gone too far a lot of them are kind of like crying or just like growing up growing up and they're really not in, really not enjoying it but there's maybe a couple <laughs> of them there's like there's like um, the girl doesn't seem too phased by much she's kind of still filming things she's still got the face scarily face um, and maybe like I guess Brett's second in command uh, is it is his name Reese or something, the black kid. He's like a straight up serial killer in the making, isn't he? Yeah, like he seems to enjoy all the well. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so this is when Jenny runs away, gets in a bin, like a really stinky looking bin. 
wait, okay. I'll just find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets in a horrible stinking bin where it's just full of old brown slop. And for some reason, it manages to cover her from head to toe. Oh, what's she doing? They're rolling around. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta go predator because that Jack O'Connell's definitely got like heat vision. So she has to yeah. cover herself in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she definitely comes out looking like something from The Descent, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. I bet The Descent influenced this film in some ways because the. Well, I think James Watkins was involved in. Maybe the second one. I think he wrote. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. He's the writer of the Descent Part Two. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not sure how he was involved in Descent One, but that was obviously that was a year after this. Okay. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is where Thomas Turgus's character turns up, um, and she's like looking in the mirror. She's got like she's made like a knife out of a glass shard, and she's like gone. She's gone full. Uh, survival mode. Mm. She's lost her. She's lost her shit. Um, but yeah. Thomas Degas is like, obviously, he's been like the nice guy, mostly somewhat throughout the entire thing. I think he's maybe going to help her, or he's going to apologize or mm. something. But she, apologize. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Can you forgive me? I know. We... Yep, yep. We murdered your husband. Or sorry, we murdered your boyfriend. But come on. Yeah, but she uh, turns around and. Shanks him with the glass in the neck, um, yeah. And then she kind of holds him, cradles him whilst he sort of bleeds out, and she's like crying her eyes out. And so, um, it, it's it's. I'm glad, like you said, I'm glad she didn't go full revenge mode. Like it seems way more human, but and it seems better that she would not lose that part of her character, that like idealistic side of her. Um, yeah, it seems like a, yeah. a better way to go. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, not long after that, they find, wait there, let me just work out where we are. So not long after that, they find his body, don't they? And Brett goes into further rage and then he beats one of them to death, doesn't he? Beats one of the gang members to death who kind of maybe confronts him a little bit or says like, this is too much, we've gone too far. And he just beats him to death, just smashes him to the ground and pummels him. Yeah, I don't know if he's, know if he's dead, but it, it seems that way. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's booting him in the face over and over again and stuff. Yeah, and then Jenny, around uh, about this point, reaches a road where she like collapses in the road, and then she's picked up by a van. Um, but the van is uh, one of the gang members' brothers, right? Yeah, he's like uh, he's there to pick him up because they're, they're late. They've been out too late. Past they've been the out for like days. No one's tired. It's like been they've been up for three <laughs> days, but it's like where are they? What are they doing in these woods? Just chilling yeah. out. Um, so yeah, obviously we realise pretty quick sharp that this is what's happening. He get he gets out the van to talk to the gang members. They kind of all come out, and Jenny panics, jumps into the driver's seat, reverses, and gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. Uh, who could blame her? Uh, but then like she's yeah. like she's, she's lost like lost a load of blood, or she's knackered. She hasn't yeah, eaten. Paige, well, Paige oh, comes yeah. out of the woods as well and gets just absolutely mown down. That that was probably the one moment where it's like yes. Yeah, and then we come to like maybe maybe the most harrowing bit of the film, where like she uh, yeah. she, she crashes into uh, some in the village. She crashes to a, a car, parts car, and she like wanders into this like garden party. We'd have like a, a big bubble bath or something. We've got like a bouncy castle yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, um, there was a bouncy castle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
karaoke machine, someone's singing Amarillo, someone's going, Garney bread. <laughs> like they're all <laughs> they're all big Peter K fans, I think. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. They got Little Britain on a big TV. <laughs> yeah. They're all cracking up. They're loving it. Mrs. Brown's boys are <laughs> on after this. <laughs> yeah, that's the one, yeah. Um, so but she's like, someone someone please help me. Um instantly they're they're really like uh, supportive and they're like to put her on the sofa, get her a cup of tea. That's that's yeah. what you do. Um and a custard cream. And a custard cream. Um Yeah, it, it seems like it seems like it's all gonna be okay for her. They're treating her quite nicely. That but then at some point, I don't know why, I think she sees the photo of Jack on the wall or someone gets, gets a phone call. Yeah, so I think initially one of them gets a phone call and they start obviously talking. And then I think she just hears one of them say one of the, one of the kids' names, I think, and then she sort of starts to put two and two together. Is that the worst luck possible, she's somehow at uh, Brett's house. Where obviously, oh, it's weird that she didn't notice it from earlier, doesn't it? Well, I just kind of just crashed into the outside. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. She's off her head. Yeah, obviously, one of the parents is finding out that some of the kids are dead. She's obviously screaming, panicking. And then Jenny sort of realizes what's happened, says she's going to be sick. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes into the bathroom. But then as she's in the bathroom, everything is kind of kicking off outside. Brett's dad is screaming, telling her to come out kicking the door in. Um, and basically, they all believe pretty quickly that Jenny's responsible for the gang members being dead, which she is. But yeah, she doesn't She doesn't know the full story. No one knows yeah. the full story. And she does yeah. say at one point, when, when they open the door, she does say, they started it, they started it. And one of the mums is crying, saying, they're just children. It's like, yeah. she must know that they're not just children. She must know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she tries to like fight her way out with like a, a straight razor, but she doesn't get very far. And then the, all the adults are like, um, or he, it's Jack's Brett's dad kind of does what he what Jack does to his friends to his friends and says, basically, we have yeah, to yeah, kill this true. person. And then all his friends are like, no, we don't like just get the police involved, like, you yeah. don't have to do this. Uh, but obviously, uh, we understand that Brett's dad has like been inside as well. So there's a little bit of that attitude from him that comes across where he's like, well, I've been inside and I ain't doing like the police are fucking useless and I'm going to do, we deal with things ourselves And yeah, a little bit of that attitude, which is a bit shitty, but yeah, this is where for the first time I kind of feel like before the final shot, I feel like, is there a bit of remorse from Brett? He looks a little bit when Jenny's screaming, he looks a little bit uneasy. Didn't they? I don't know. I, I got like sociopathic vibes from him. Yeah, like, so I think uh, there was a bit. There was maybe like a little. There was a flicker. There was a little glimmer of something. But then he puts on the sunglasses. Like he yeah, he, yeah. he deletes the videos as Jenny's screaming downstairs because I mean we we don't know what's happening. I imagine they're drowning her, but who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um. He's he deletes the videos. Puts on the cool Ray Ban sunglasses and like kind of gives himself a bit of a of smirk maybe or maybe not and he looks he looks in the camera at us the audience he said I'm going to chav you next what song <laughs> I'm going to chav you next and what song starts that Gary Glitter song that's in uh, the Joker damn <laughs> it doesn't really yeah um, you're right it's a very dissenting ending that like uh, you think they think the person's out 
It does like a 180 right at the end. Uh, but okay, so here's some trivia for you. James Watkins, the director, also directed an episode of Black Mirror. Can you guess which episode it was? Is oh, there an English yeah. one? I'll tell you that. It was an English one. Is it? Is it White Bear? No, it was Shut Up and Dance. White Bear's good. Um, oh, Shut Up and Dance. Okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, number two, James Watkins also wrote but did not direct the sequel to one of the horror movies in Empire Magazine's top 50 list. Here's a hint. There's lots of women in it. <laughs> the Descent Part 2. Exactly, yeah. Well done. Yay. Where you got that from? Um, Jack O'Connell and Thomas Turgoose first made their names in what iconic English movie? So I get this is England, right? Yeah. Who is Jack O'Connell in that? Pukey. He's only quite a small part. Uh, I think he even like he sort of gives up on the whole. Uh, he gets uh, coffee. Yeah. Um, this gives like up on the old. yeah, a little bit before Steve Merchant or Steve Merchant. What's the other one called? Stephen Graham. There's no Stephen Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. next that guy. Uh, okay, Stephen so Merchant. I'd love to see Stephen Merchant as a skinhead. In a... <laughs> and this is England. Yeah. Uh, the tagline for the Thomas tribute for this, but I can't find much. Um, so the tagline for this movie is a weekend by the lake with what to die for? A weekend by the lake with company to die for? With a weekend by the lake with views to die for? Yeah, yeah well done, yeah. Although there isn't really, is there? I mean, that, no. that, that <laughs> no. view of the lake wasn't that good. It was all right. No. Um, so last question uh, what was the budget for this film oh interesting I don't reckon it was much mm, five million uh, two yeah. million dollars apparently okay yeah correct sort of range yeah well done five out of five um, so I need to review the film yeah iterate it um, how do you feel about it yeah I think it's not it's got some problems, but I think it's pretty effective. As a bearing in mind, this was the second time, maybe the third time I've seen this. I still felt mm. like on the edge of my seat throughout it. As I said to you, I put it on quite late, but it really did kind of like I don't want to. I don't think perk me up is the right word, but you know, it kind of yeah really did get it. Really did get to me, and it caught, it stirred a lot of emotions in me in a lot of different ways. You know, I was pretty infuriated by it, frustrated. Um, confused, a load of stuff going on. So I think it's a really effective film. It does get a bit paint by numbers. I think it, it drifts into the paint by numbers sort of territory, but it manages to like yank itself back out. Yeah, it needs. To. It doesn't fully go all the way there. Um, so yeah, I'm still pretty impressed by this. So I'm going to go for a B. Oh yeah, um, I think the same thing. Um, it's, it is a great movie. It's it's tight as a tight as a drum you might say like it it doesn't feel too flabby feels like super tense you can't look away it's grim like it's really gruesome it needs to be gruesome uh the, the tension is is it's palpable in this film um yeah, but i mean there's a couple of bits like not be down about it i do feel like there's like a cartoonish nature to the to the villagers and uh to jack o'connell's character to me so i'm going to b minus okay for as B minus, as B minus, as B minus, yeah, <laughs> as B minus. 
Nice. That's Bo Diddley. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, what are we doing next week? Uh, we discussed another film from 2008 that I think I've seen. So one of the reasons we decided to review Eden Lake was because Brian Chisholm in the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors group watched it and said, has anybody seen this? And it was quite a positive, um, a positive reaction. And I remembered liking it as well, so I decided to watch it. But another thing I've seen a lot of online recently, a lot of people saying they've watched it and it was really good, really effective, is Lake Mungo. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen and it. Th- this is a film I've not actually seen before, no. So it's like a mockumentary format um, about the death of somebody and potentially supernatural events. So, is it yeah. found footage? I think it's... I'm not sure if it's found footage. I think it's like a mockuman- mockumentary form. Mockumentary. That makes sense. <laughs> Mockumentary. It's yeah. not fan footage, but it's a mockumentary. <laughs> yeah. uh, come on, yeah, I'm up for Lake Mungo. Um, there's also, if we ever do do some more fan footage films, are people watching um, The Taking of Deborah Logan? Have you ever seen that? No, I've seen that. You've not seen it? No. I seem to remember that being pretty good. Look forward to that yeah. some point as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. Okay. But cool. Yeah, Lake Mungo next week. Uh, nice one. I'm down for a week. Uh, so, <laughs> thanks for listening. If you're a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Camera for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a rating and review in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. Um, pop over to the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board with Advisors. Come and say hello. And yeah. Thanks, Mikaela. It's Ben. Also, give us some recommendations for films to watch for future episodes because I think that's going quite well when people give us a give us some of the watch. But yeah, yeah, thank you very much, Luke. It's been a pleasure. Nice one. All right. Meeting the giant. Zoom yeah, meeting. All the best. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.